0: This morning's text comes to us from the Gospel of Matthew, chapter 13, verses 31 to 35. It contains one of the probably most famous parables that Jesus speaks. Listen for the Word of God as it touches your hearts, your minds, and your souls. Jesus put before them another parable the kingdom of heaven is like a mustard seed that someone took and sowed in his field for it is the smallest of all seeds but when it has grown it is the greatest of shrubs and becomes a tree so that the birds of the air come and make nests in its branches he told them another parable the kingdom of heaven is like yeast that a woman took and mixed in with three measures of flour until all of it was leavened my friends this is the word of God for the people of God Amen let us pray may the words of my mouth and the meditations of all of our hearts be acceptable in your sight our rock and our redeemer Amen it was huge it was huge this plant this bush this thing in the backyard of our house in Scranton, Pennsylvania. When we moved into our house in Scranton, our backyard, it, this, it was overgrown. This, this garden in the back they would call it a garden. Overgrown with this monstrosity of a bush. It had beautiful red flowers on it though. It was gorgeous and the birds, well they loved it. They seemed they seemed to love it at least. It was huge. It took over everything. It went up to the garage roof. It covered the entire back. It took over everything. It was a variety of a trumpet vine, the invasive kind. And we, Joan, grabbed the loppers (laughs) and went to where the plant was, where we could find what we thought was the base. And what we discovered was a bush that was more like a tree. And it was everywhere, its root system everywhere. Its root system extended 15 feet out into the grass from the base of that plant. And we ended up having to grab, Joan ended up having to grab the chainsaw. We, Joan, cut and cut, and we actually dulled the saw, and we needed a new chain. It's Joan's chainsaw, by the way. Not mine it is Jones that's what she asked for for a birthday present We thought that we had got it and we had just left two tiny little stalks next to the garage Hey the flowers were really nice a year later we found shoots coming out 30 feet from the garage in the grass still growing up, still uncontrollable. It just could not be contained. It could not be stopped. A mustard seed grows very much the same way. It's it's a bush that the Mishnah advised not to plant in anybody's garden. Don't plant it, because it was just like the trumpet vine, and it would get even bigger than the trumpet vine. It would become a bush that would become tree-like. The birds love it, as so do small animals. It provides protection. But it is noxious to the rest of the garden. Jesus uses the irony in this parable. He follows Daniel 4.21 in referencing the beautiful tree as a small beginning and a huge conclusion. But Matthew, Matthew puts a little twist on Jesus' parable. If you have just a bit of faith you can do anything for Matthew it continues to be about planting now two weeks ago we we planted seeds last week we had weeds and this week we talk about that tiny teeny little seed the one that's just a little bit bigger than that yeast seed once the mustard seed takes hold it cannot be destroyed it takes over even the weeds Being called to be part of God's community is is much the same way. Once it takes hold, it cannot be destroyed. It may be pruned, but every once in a while, the part will survive, and the part will always be a part and grow. We're called, you and I, just to plant the little seed. And the Holy Spirit will take care of the rest. A lot of you folks do that i think of the people i've been in contact with over the many years i remember one particular night on a business trip i was in chicago a suburb actually i was in moline but closer to chicago we drove into chicago and and we saw i had to meet with the controller of john deere corporation you know the ones that make the big farm equipment and lawnmowers and whatnot one evening, along with the director of marketing and his manager of administration and pricing, my boss and I sat in Morton's steakhouse to eat dinner. The controller of John Deere prided himself in doing a lot of upfront work, trying to understand who the people he dealt with and what kind of what was their background, things that made them tick, so that he could maneuver. At the beginning, as he talked, he sounded like he was getting ready to blackmail us. The marketing director played semi-pro baseball. The pricing manager worked for a big accounting firm before he worked for Sunoco. My boss, how he knew this, I didn't know. He was a psych major in college. And how he got into finance, well, that's another story. But when he came to me, he confessed that he couldn't find anything about me. They didn't have the internet I guess back then, or at least it wasn't popular. I was and had been strictly business when dealing with the people I supported. I played my cards very, very, very close to the vest, that is up until that very moment. When he asked me to tell me about myself, I I told him, well, I went to Villanova, got an undergrad in economics and that I was an elder in my church. I was still oh 25 at the time and that led to some questions. More answers and pretty soon we were in a theological discussion. After a few questions about stewardship the subject began to shift more theologically and more about faith. There were questions of faith, of tradition of my very conviction to that faith in my soul my boss a roman catholic and he's probably watching on the internet hi jim (laughs) sensed at the first that he may have been making a little bit of fun of me in a holy roller kind of way and he could sense he could sense getting ready i could sense that uh, he was coming to my defense I looked at him and i kind of silently told jim i've got this i slowly and methodically answered the questions and after two hours two hours let's just say if i'd have been a pastor at the moment i could have asked for an altar call and i would have been finished the conversation took hold not only with the controller of the organization but with the pricing administration station that was there with him It would actually begin a tradition of conversations, theological conversations at lunchtime with my boss over the next 20 years. 20 years. When I went to seminary, I finally decided to go to seminary. Jim said, what took you so long? Jim's wife would tell me later on that he was getting more out of the seminary classes than perhaps that I was. I, uh, In fact, as I went to seminary and took those classes, uh, Joan would uh, uh, go, be asleep when I came home. And as Joan would have her head on the pillow, I would tell her about the classes that I have. Job was magnificent. Job was magnificent. Greek was, wow, I can't believe Greek. Hebrew, eh, not so much. But as I talked about Hebrew, she went to sleep. (laughs) But started a tradition. They were excited about this. They were excited about this. I would put her to sleep. The first Old Testament class that I had was eye-opening for me. I got, I I had chills down my spines when I heard about it. I couldn't wait to tell somebody about the seeds that my professors had just planted in me. Hey, it was better than speaking about differential equations, Keynesian economics, and pricing derivatives. Jesus follows the mustard seed illustration with the parable of leaven or yeast. And there's no mistake about the proximity in which Jesus places it. Think about yeast, some of you had it in your hands. Those seeds are smaller than the mustard seed. But think about the bread that gets made with it and without it, think about the dough and how it rises and sometimes doubles in volumes. 12 seeds were planted by Jesus and look how the yeast has worked. Throughout history, my friends, folks have tried to snuff out Christianity but it's evolved and made through many changes and has morphed into what it is today many many denominations however the basis of faith remains the same jesus christ being born living dying and defeating death by his resurrection with a promise of return for us one day we rejoice in the sameness and embrace the differences did you hear that we embrace the differences in a sense we all rose from the same dough from that same seed of faith the dough was divided and proofed and divided again and it lives on still today and just like one of those proofing parties that we talked about with the kids in the 90s i believe i believe they called this dough starter for friendship uh, friendship bread i believe that we would take all the bread and dough, right? I believe this has happened, I don't remember, but I think it did. You take the piece of dough, you add it to theirs, you, know, right, and another, and you make some bread and you take a dough, and then you give it to some friends and you take, right? It keeps going, it keeps going, it keeps going, thereby doubling. My friends, there's only one way that the dough stops working and becomes unusable. That's when it becomes moldy from you just letting it lay on the counter or you stop adding it to your bread mixture but you don't pass it on it gets moldy you got to keep it going you can't wait you have to feed it you have to feed it it's the same when you interact with folks like two weeks ago when you're sowing. this week you are proofing for Jesus Christ the Holy Spirit will work in you and use your piece of dough the starter to be mixed in and produce loaf after loaf after loaf think about all these kids that were up front Someone started it. Someone fed that faith along with the Holy Spirit. It may have been a Sunday school teacher. It may have been an elder. It may have been a a musician. A musician. It may have been an elder in the church. It may have been a member in the church. The Holy Spirit will work with us to use your piece of dough. And when worked in properly. My friends, it can never be destroyed. Put your starter to good use. Pass it on. Don't become moldy or starve for the word. Let your dough multiply for the Lord. A little bit will go a long way. And like the small mustard seed, once planted, something small will begin. It will begin. My friends, don't underestimate the power of your smile or your handshake your smile (laughs) or your handshake or the work that you do the peace that you pass on the joy that you bring to a congregation when you show up the joy that you bring to your friends all around you when you show up my friends the Holy Spirit works in each and every one of us just one out of billions of people, one of us can start an explosion of faith. My friends, let it begin with you. Let that yeast seed begin with you as you pass your faith on to all of those that are around you. Watch the Holy Spirit work. My friends, something small will become great, and something big. Amen. Let us praise.